You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. On this week's episode, Katie and I will be talking about our non-canon ships, or as the internet likes to call it now, fanon, right? Is yes. it fanon? That's terrible. It's, but... <laughs> it's fanon. I don't, I don't know. It just, it was everywhere, and I, I was confused, and Exactly. Whatever. I know. I call it non-canon. But anyways, these are our couples that we ship that are not technically canon or official couples in the show or movie they come from. But before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, it's been a pretty light week for me, which is different. Very good. Um, Michelle and I went and saw Love Never Dies, The Return of the Phantom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. It was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, who did the first one. And I didn't know what to expect. So like I read the plot and I was like, okay, I know what this show is about. I've listened to the music like one time before and I wasn't like blown away. So I wanted to go because I'm obsessed with Phantom of the Opera. I've seen that show seven times live. I love it. It was my first professional musical, whatever. I love it. And so Michelle and I um, got tickets to opening night because they did a special for whoever got the email that all the tickets in the house were forty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. So Michelle and I were like, "Let's do it! Like, let's go see it because Phantom." And we get there, and it is just like <laughs> just all over the place because it takes place it on Coney Island. So. What? It's in the United States. Yeah. So it takes place 10 years after the end of Phantom of the Opera, like after the opera house burns down and Meg Giri, Madame Giri and the Phantom all escape and move to the U.S. Okay. So and like Christine gets tricked into coming to perform (laughs) and he like. It scared Michelle, which is really funny, because he just, like, blows out of this, like, mirror behind Christine, and Michelle was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but the story is very different. It's it's not supposed to be taken as, like, a sequel. It's more of a standalone with uh, that plays off of the first one, because if you think about it, the timeline makes no sense. Okay. And I'm not going to give it away because some people want to see it. But um, surprisingly, it was very good. Um, like, you'd be totally into it and then something super weird would happen and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> but Michelle and I were like, I'm here for this. Like, I can deal with this show. It's pretty fantastic. The music was still great. Every time they played even a bar of a song from Phantom, Michelle and I would freak out. Like, Yes. And there were different things that happened. So the singing was phenomenal. Music was great. They did a great job. I loved it. I'd see it again. Oh, okay. Well, that's positive. Um, uh, I finished a book, which is great because <gasps> I needed you to finished read. Finished a book? Good one. <laughs> oh, shut up. That's hey, so no. Rude. 
hey, I, you haven't, you've been like starting a book and then stopping and going and starting another one. <laughs> I know. Well, I needed to finish a book so that I could uh, read the book that we're going to be talking about on the podcast soon. That's true. Um, so I finished Kill the Boy Band. Um, things got way crazy in that novel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Um, it was, it was good. It ended, it took a turn that I didn't think was going to happen and like all of this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a thrilling novel for a bunch of teenagers. Cause they were all teenagers. And I'm like, these kids are like vindictive and horrible. Also, it really makes you look at yourself as what kind of a fan you are. Oh, okay. Which is kind of scary because there's like the the book really points out that there is a problem with people that are just like not a problem, but it, like it highlights that like super crazy fan, like yes. Yeah, especially cuz it's focused around a boy band, which you know, like you've seen videos of like people from when the Beatles came to the US and oh, yeah. Like, they're screaming and crying and all this stuff. And you've been to concerts where, like, the same thing happens. And there's nothing wrong with being a super fan. Like, I'm a super fan for certain things, too. But it's like, these people were, like, climbing up a scaffolding that to, like, get to this band. And it was, like, scary. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously, it's dramatized because it's a fictional novel. But still, it kind of, like, really highlights, like that part and you just sort of like start reflecting like have I have I acted like this before like yes have have I done this like am I am I like this it's just <laughs> well, it, like it starts you to like go down this like self-realization path that you just didn't want to go down yeah there's fandom is interesting because it can it can definitely get scary yes like like really scary like some people really frighten me sometimes there is i mean i don't know if i want to talk about this but like uh like within fandoms cuz we're t- cuz this episode's about ships and especially non non-canon ships specifically mm-hmm. so there's a lot of times that there is a ship within a fandom that they so heavily push that whenever the actual canon ship is on the episode they will boycott it And Mm -hmm. they actually ruined the, this happened where the shippers of that particular ship uh, actually ruined the ratings for the show. And I was like, are you serious that you ship this so hard that you would rather see the show go off air because you don't like how the writers are writing it? I was like, this is a little, a little much. So it's a little, it's a little weird. So, yeah, I mean, oh my God. Um. So also, uh, I actually never finished the Death Comes to Pemberley <laughs> series. Okay. Um, I watched episode two today and I am not, I'm like really angry at Lydia, who's played by Jenna Coleman. Like she is driving me up a wall and like Darcy's being super rude to Elizabeth and I am not okay with what's happening. So I'm oh. like, I need to watch the third episode to see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully it turns around. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting real mad. Um, and then today I'm going to a birthday dinner that I put together for a friend of mine. And yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. We're going to Korean barbecue in Koreatown. So Ooh, very nice. So super authentic Korean barbecue in Koreatown. And it's going to well, be great. it should be. <laughs> I, 
Well, I've heard really great things about the restaurant that I picked. So it was suggested by Morgan. So Morgan's coming with me and then like a bunch of other people are going to be there. It's going to be super fun. I'm really excited. Excellent. And that's all for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, for me, this week's been a lot with movies. I've gone and seen a lot of movies in theaters this week, uh, basically because Eamon's off. Uh, So first one we saw this week was Blockers, which was super funny. Way more R-rated than I thought it would be. (laughs) Oh, really? Like, I knew it would be like an R-rated comedy, but let's just say, like, there's some full frontal nudity for men that I did not expect. <laughs> like, you don't see John Cena naked, do you? Well, you see him naked, but you don't see him full frontal, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, but no, like... <laughs> oh my. Yeah. There, there's, like, an older... older, But he's he's a good-looking guy. Like, I like this actor, but... uh, Full adult. Oh my gosh. Just, just a lot. It was a lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> I want to see that because I love John Cena, but also Catherine Newton's in it, and I love her. John Cena is absolutely fantastic in that movie. Like, oh my god, perfect! Like fan freaking tastic. It's a it's a really good movie. Like just just expect to be there, like a lot of like R rated stuff. <laughs> That's all. Nice. Don't go see it with your parents, folks. <laughs> um, the next movie we saw was Game Night, which was also very good. Nice. Very, very good. Um, very funny and also very different than what I thought it was going to be. I appara- I just don't research movies, apparently. Okay. But, yeah, no, it was... Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It felt like a heist movie, but it was like... It was like the people didn't know that they were in a real serious thing until, like, halfway through the movie they thought it was, like, a game. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a scene where, like, Rachel McAdams is, like, waving a gun around and quoting Pulp Fiction because she thinks it's a game and she thinks that it's all pretend. And then she actually accidentally fires the gun and it shoots Jason Bateman in the arm. And they're like, oh, God, this is a real gun. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in the trailer and he's just like, you shot me. And she's like, I didn't mean to. Oh, the best. The best part is when she's trying to take out the bullet for him. And they're both, like, gagging, so they're just on the side of the road, just like, <laughs> They're not, like, actually throwing up. They, it's That's what's funny, is they're both just gagging. They're like, <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, my God. And then the third movie I saw, which actually I saw, like, literally hours ago, is Love, Simon. I was so excited to see this movie. Um, it was absolutely adorable. So, so good. Please, everyone, go watch this movie. I need it's to see so, that. It's so cute, Katie. You're going to love it. I'm very You're excited. honestly going to love it. And if you read the book, which I did, uh, it's pretty darn good. Like, it's not 100% like in line with everything, but it, they did a very good job. So, nice. Yes. And then the last thing that I have this week is that... It's kind of in line with our non-canon ships because, as I've mentioned before, I'm a huge super cat shipper, which is Supergirl and Cat Grant. Yes. And uh, I even mentioned in our fan fiction episode that one of my favorite fanfics is being turned into a book. 
Yes. And that book has come out, and I have the book in my hand, and it is gorgeous. You can't see it, huh? It looks beautiful. Uh, Oh, there you go. Block the window. There you go. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. Yes. Yes. It's it's very pretty. Um, I'm very happy for the author because she's just wonderful and... (laughs) It's nice to support like young first time writers, you know. So nice. It's a, it's a really like good quality. Well, it was a really good quality fan fiction, and I've heard nothing but good things about the book. So very excited about I'm that. Excited. That's exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for. I don't really have any like weekly geekery. I mean, I guess this that that kind of last thing was my weekly geekery because. It's pretty darn geeky buying a a book that was come from coming from a fanfic, but we are part of the Geek to Geek podcast network everyone as you all know. We definitely recommend you checking out the other shows on our network, which is Geek to Geek podcast, Geektitude and the Comic Box and find out a bit more about them. Listen now. I'm Void and I'm Beach and together we're the Geek to Geek podcast. Well, we make it It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. And we're back. So, like we mentioned earlier today, we are going to be talking about our favorite non-canon ships, or fanon, or crack ships, whatever you call it. <laughs> There's just too many internet terms. Um, now, some of you might be like, what the heck is a non-canon ship? <laughs> well, non-canon is short for non-canical, which means not belonging to the canon of scripture. So not aligning with what is being written for the show or movie. For example, a ship that I talk a lot about and I'm definitely obsessed with is Supercat, which I just mentioned like not too long ago, like minutes ago. (laughs) Um, Now, since I do talk a lot about this ship, I will not be putting it in my list today. I think I've talked about it to death. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I will be using it as an example. So in the TV show Supergirl... 
Kara slash Supergirl is never written to have a romantic relationship with Cat Grant, but in the Supergirl fandom, there are people that ship them or want them to be together in a romantic sense. So the same is going to go with the ships that we talk about today. The couples we mention are ones that aren't written as a couple or aren't even hinted at, really, in the show or movie that they come from. Um... At, at least for me, I don't know about your ships that you picked, but I didn't pick any ones that were like nothing that the writers wrote specifically to help have the audience, like the audience go for, if that makes sense. I think the ones that I picked there, some of them, there's a lot of like, like you could see, like you could see it, like the, the mm-hmm. maybe the writers weren't intending for you to see what you're seeing. But there's definitely, like, a lot of chemistry between the characters. Yeah. And then there's, like, that moment where you're like, I won't ship this couple. And then something happens. And you're like, JK, I'm totally riding the ship off into the sunset. Well, no, yeah, so. definitely. That's exactly it. But um, I'm talking more, like, it's not like they didn't get together because the show got canceled. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like the writers were writing for them to have this sexual tension, but it just like the show either got canceled or stopped or whatever before it could actually happen. I'm not talking about those kind of ships. I'm talking about like yeah. ones they weren't really specifically written in. Yeah. So like one of my favorite ships would be like Rose and the doctor. And mm-hmm. like that it's hard to think of like, it's, whether where you place that because technically they were never together but he did love her and she did love him and she told him so so I feel like that relationship had it been given the chance would have happened so like I didn't put that on my list because I feel like that one is technically canon yeah exactly it's like it's in that gray area so like I didn't put it on my list yeah, I definitely went for ships that were more like more created by the fandom or like oh, yeah. they had chemistry, but it wasn't specific that they were writing it that way, just that the actors kind of had it that way. And yeah, yeah. All right. So, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your non-canon ships? You can give all your info. Oh, boy. OK, so oh, mine- should, I, should we say like the. The order of which we're talking about them, or are you going to give them as you go? Um, I'm actually going one through five. So, like, my number one to my number five. Okay, go. So, like, these are actually in order for how much I love them. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. So, my number one um, non-canon ship is Dean Winchester and Castiel from Supernatural. Or yes. Destiel. Um, some people refer to them as Dean Cass, so it just sort of depends on where you fall within the ship name realm. Um, I love this ship. I didn't ship it originally. I was like, no way. They are not a couple. They're just friends, like really close friends. And then it happened one episode. There was like one moment in one episode where I was like, okay, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) It was season eight, episode seven called a little slice of Kevin. And Castiel just showed back up from purgatory and he says to Dean, he's like, I'm dirty. I need to like clean up. And like the whole time, like Dean's just staring at him like, wow, how are you here? Like, why are you here? And like Cass goes in the bathroom and 
takes a shower or whatever and Dean's sitting in like the chair talking to Sam about like how is it possible that he's here or whatever and then Cass comes out and the camera does this like from his feet pans up his body to his face and like then the camera moves over to Dean and he just like gives him this look and then like adjusts himself in the seat and you're like oh my god am I seeing what I think I'm seeing right now oh my gosh it was like that from that moment on i was like all right move over i'm getting on the ship is their room (laughs) so i started shipping it from that moment forward um this ship is very caused causes a lot of problems within the fandom so within the supernatural family people are on one of three sides they love it they hate it or they don't care yeah um but like the hate it side is like harsh like there was i was reading about it and they like oh my god they would purposely put like hate posts attached to the destiel tag just to like upset people that shipped it and like it's i don't know like i don't know why they do that but like it's just it causes rifts within the fandom there's been some other stuff that's happened where, like, this purpose, like, it's rumored that somebody, like, specifically uh, said something to somebody else to get another person, like, in trouble because they didn't like them because they were a Destiel shipper. It's, like, so much drama attached yeah. to this ship. It's, like, insane. But, I mean, what's funny about it is that, like, in the fan fiction episode <laughs> that they had that they did in season 10, um... They talk about a lot of, like, why are they standing so close together? Like, Dean's asking the girl, and she's like, oh, subtext. And he was like, you want to take a subtext step back, ladies? Like, because <laughs> they're like, oh, subtext. <laughs> so it's really funny. Excellent. Um, I do have one fan fiction attached to this one that I absolutely love. I've talked about it before. It's called Twist and Shout. It's by Gabriel and Stand By Me. Um, it's an uh, AU fan fiction. Um, It takes place in the 70s, 60s, 60s, late 60s into the 70s. Um, Dean is like, they're not demon hunters. Castiel is not an angel. It's like completely AU. It's amazing and incredibly sad. So hold on to your butts. Like (laughs) Misha Collins has read this fan fiction. Basically, anybody that's a Destiel shipper has read that fan fiction. Yes. It is heartbreaking. Like, I could not believe that Michelle gave that to me. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> anyway, so moving on. My number two fan, my number two ship is Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter from the Harry Potter series, also known as Drary. Um, this ship is very popular within the yes. Phantom. Like, hardcore. People love it. Um... The Potterotica podcast just discovered the ship, didn't know it existed, and oh. they love it too. Um, it's I don't know, people just love it. I've seen pictures from it on Tumblr and before, uh, like I had even read any fan fiction about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it like enemies turned lovers. Oh yeah, I could see it. Like I mean, I he didn't care for him. Like he, they hated each other. But it's like I don't know. But uh, one of the fan fictions that I really liked was one that was read on the Potterotica podcast, which is called The Critiquer. 
by mm-hmm. Dyson Rules, and it's very good. It takes place when they're adults. Uh, Harry comes out as gay, and like Draco is also gay, and it's like yes. amazing. It's such a good fan fiction. You should listen to it. It's season three of the Potterotica podcast. Okay, or read it I yourself. Definitely will. No, I, I think I'll listen to it because some of the stuff you told me that was really fun. So good. It's so good. Um, my number three ship. Um, I can't believe that I even forgot that this ship existed. Like I wrote something else on my list and then I was Googling some stuff and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why isn't this on my list? Um, which is Merlin and Arthur Pendragon from the BBC series Merlin or Merther. That's their ship name. Okay. Um, everybody ships this. All right. Like, I have not seen anyone that doesn't ship it. Like, everybody ships this. Like, on Tumblr, people are still shipping it hard on Twitter. I even follow some, tw- like, Twitter accounts that are, like, <laughs> that are Merther shippers. Yeah. And, like, if you watch that show, like, you can see it. They had so much chemistry and... Like, people were literally destroyed emotionally by how that show ended and the fact that they never got together. Aw. Like, it was... I cried so hard at the end of that show. It's such a great show. It is on Netflix, I believe, still, if people want to watch it. It's a very good show. Merlin is adorable. And uh, the guy who plays Arthur Pendragon was in iZombie. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was, uh, he dated, uh, Liv for a short period of time. He was also the zombie. He was the super cute one. Yes, um, in season one, right? Yeah, that, like... <laughs> he was, like, the the musician? Yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. He plays Arthur. Very and good. it is a very good show. I love it so much. It's heartbreaking, and their chemistry is undeniable. Like, there's no reason that Arthur and Merlin shouldn't have been a couple. In my personal opinion. Yep. Um, my number four couple is Fred Weasley and Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series, which is also known as Fermione. Uh, this is a new ship for me. Um, I didn't realize that it was something that I needed in my life, <laughs> yes. to be honest. Um, I was reading some stuff about it. So uh, obviously it's considered non-canon and also uh, spoiler alert, uh, Fred Weasley's dead. So it's not really anything that they can do with this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, but people have pointed out that there, like, there's a lot of rumors ar- floating around about this particular ship because people say that there was an interview that J.K. Rowling d- gave and she said that she had actually planned on killing Arthur Weasley and Ron Weasley rather than Fred. Oh. And that Hermione was supposed to end up with Fred. Nobody can find the interview. So nobody actually knows if it's true or not. People have just, like, heard about the interview. They don't know if it's real or not. Interesting. um, There's a lot of rumors floating around. But there's also, like, people have um, listed some of the moments to where they thought that there could have been a romance that blossomed between the two characters. Um, in book two, when Malfoy calls uh, Hermione a mudblood, uh, like, Fred has to be physically restrained from, like, attacking Malfoy. I mean, Ron steps in and, like, does the eat slug spell, which backfires on him and he gets, like, the sympathy. 
mm-hmm. vote or whatever. But people were pointing out that like Fred didn't even like remember that he could do magic. He just wanted to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then like in, in the book, Hermione gets punched in the face by a boxing telescope. And then Fred is there with like, oh, I have a healing bomb. Let me help you. And he's like there to comfort her. And then. In Goblet of Fire, like, when they're, like, we have this aging spell and Hermione says it's not going to work. They, like, sit down next to her and Hermione and Fred sort of smile and glance at each other. So it's a lot of, like, people reading <laughs> into things and hoping for something that pro- that may or may not exist. I don't know. It's literally, like, everything with non-canon ships. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> basically. Like, see, oh, they looked at each other. They're meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um... Now, <laughs> this one, even though it's listed as my fifth one, this is actually one of my favorite ones, to be honest. Oh. Um, which is Yara Greyjoy and Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Um, I'm not really sure what their ship name is. I saw people referring to them as Iron Dragon. Okay. But I don't know if that's actually what their ship name is. So this happened in, uh, people had been waiting for Yara to show up. And, like, meet Daenerys in uh, season six because she was on her way there. So people were like, okay, like, when is she going to get there? And then in season six, episode nine, she shows up and everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, I am here for this. (laughs) And I don't blame them at all. Even um, Amelia Clark, who plays plays her, who plays uh, Daenerys, was like, oh, yeah. She's like, I can see it. Um, there. She goes. Forget Dario. Bring on the ladies. Is what she says. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to read you some of the lines that happen between the two of them, and I'm waiting for this BuzzFeed article to load. So there was a Tumblr post with like, uh, <laughs> um like Daenerys meets Yara for the first time and she says and that's all and she goes we would like uh we would like you to help us murder our uncle or two who didn't think a woman is fit to rule and uh Daenerys is giving her this like smirk look and she goes reasonable and they just sort of like stare at each other and you're just like oh my god the sexual tension yes (laughs) um but one of my favorite things is is when she offers to like help her like, give her her army, her uh, her fleet. Uh, Daenerys says, and I imagine your offer is free of any marriage demands. And Yara says, I never demand, but I'm up for anything, really. And Ooh. Daenerys is looking at her like, mm, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, just like, like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Like, forget Jon Snow, Daenerys. Like, you and Yara forever. <laughs> yes. So a lot of people were shipping that one like real bad. They were like, we need it. We're here for it. We got to have it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, all right. So that's my top five. All right. Um, I Mine aren't in any particular order. I saved one for the last, but that like, other than that, I don't really have like a, you know, obviously Super Cat would be number one, but I can't talk about it, but... <laughs> Okay, so number one on the list is Jane Rizzoli and Mara Isles from Rizzoli and Isles. Um, their ship name is called 
Rizzles, <laughs> which is kind of cute. That is really cute. So, huge portion of the fandom ships this. Uh, the Angie Harmon specifically, who plays Rizzoli, however, is very much against this, <laughs> which is such a bummer. Um, and it's really sad, like, that it never was going to happen because they're the main characters and the network was probably never, ever, ever going to have them be a couple. But honestly, they basically were because they were best friends that worked together, saw each other in their free time, semi-lived together at one point, and they have so much chemistry. It's ridiculous. Like, from the pilot, there's this part where they're both... Like, like I, th- I can't remember what happens because it's been so long since I've seen the pilot. But, like, they both lay on the bed and they kind of just, like, look at each other and they have this moment. And I was shipping it hard. Like, <laughs> I was like, that look, though. That look. <laughs> and I actually didn't know that this was such a, like, a big, um, a big ship until the show ended. And I kind of oh. went on Tumblr to see people's reactions on the ending of the show. And... People were, I was like, oh God, everyone shipped this too? I thought it was just me. Like, I thought it was just, you know, (laughs) I thought it was just me seeing the chemistry and everyone was, you know, completely not for it. But no, it was definitely a huge part of the fandom. Um, They definitely tried to like put everything against it. Like they'd put the two main characters with every guy they could. But, like, none of them worked out. Like, no one ever shipped them really together with anyone else but each other. Nice. So, that ship is sailing. Um, number two, which is actually one I've only discovered recently, but I'm, like, super down for it. And that is Becca Mitchell and Chloe Beal. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. From Pitch Perfect. They are called Chloe. That's cute. <laughs> and... Obviously, this stems from that shower scene in the first movie. That's what I was going to say when she, like, (laughs) throws that curtain open and then she does that whole, like, body checkout. You're like, dang. Yes. And they sing together very naked and all that. But, But honestly, like, you can tell that the movie, like, the people who make the movie know that the fandom ships it. Mm hmm. So they kind of tease the fandom, a.k.a. like queer baiting, but you know. (laughs) Yes. But like by the third movie, there's a scene where they're just like full on, full on queer baiting. They like, they have Chloe like push Becca up against a wall and she just holds her hands on her boobs for like a good minute. And then it's like obviously a joke like, hey, your hands have been here forever. (laughs) And she's like, oh, sorry. Like. Yeah. Like they're they're trying to hide from someone. It's very like, "Oh, let me just shove you against a wall." <laughs> anyway, but it's definitely a big ship uh big ship on Tumblr. Nice. So, you know, there's the phrase Tumblr made me do it. Yes. Tumblr made me do it. They made Tumblr me ship made me it. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um number 3 uh is Finn and Poe from Star Wars. This could be from The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi because they got Mm -hmm. chemistry in both. Yeah. yeah. And I found two names for them. I saw Finpo a lot and I saw uh, Storm Pilot as well. Uh, Yeah, I've seen, um, what is it, on Fandom. 
the on the shipping wiki they're they're listed under storm pilot so i thought that was yeah. like their ship name it's cute though storm pilot storm Adorable. pilot that's a very cute name i agree oh uh lots of people ship this this is yes. in one of the top ships on both like tumblr and ao3 and fanfiction.net and all that so big ship big ship and i honestly i i totally shipped it when i saw the movie um i knew that that's definitely not what they were writing nope (laughs) they were definitely they were definitely kind of trying to write i feel like finn and ray but it was like nah no (laughs) like poe and finn definitely have the chemistry i mean like that hug and everything they They got some lovers. Good hugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, even Eamon ships it. Because <laughs> we were watching The Last Jedi, and I forgot, like, what part it was or whatever. But he was like, oh, he's so happy to see his boyfriend. Like, he was, like, whispering it to me. <laughs> he's always, like, constantly making comments. Like, he's got to get back to his boyfriend. <laughs> it's true. It's very totally, true. We totally ship it. Yes. All right. So, number four. This one, it's not, like, my top ship within the show. It's just, like, if I'm going to pick a non-canon ship out of all of the non-canon ships for the show, this would be the one. Um, There's a ton of ships for this show. So this is Veronica Lodge and Betty Cooper from yes. Riverdale, also known as Veronica. Um, yeah, this show has a lot of ships. I mean, people ship... Jughead and Veronica, people ship Jughead and Archie. Pretty much no one ships Archie and Betty, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm sure there's someone out there, but like, not a lot. I don't um, want Archie and Betty, Bughead, Bughead. No. And this one, I can see this one, Veronica forever. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Well, like, they're just like, they're so cute. And like, Veronica, or not, uh, not Veronica, Betty gets so excited when Veronica asks, like, for her to do anything. Like, it's really like, cute. They're super it is. cute. They are. And um, I'm trying to think of like other ships that are kind of non-canon. But anyway, there's lots of them. But obviously this show did some big, like big queer baiting with the pilot where they had them kiss in the, after their cheer routine for like literally no reason. Yeah. They, they pretty much did it so that they could put that clip in the trailer to promote the show. I mean, there is, like, literally no reason for them to kiss. Even, like, they... <laughs> doesn't Cheryl even say, like, two girls making out that's so old, like, so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, thank you for acknowledging it, but, like, still, why did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because they did their cheer routine Cheryl wasn't impressed and she's like here we have something else and then they kiss and it's just like what is that ad guys why (laughs) what decade are we but um like I said their friendship is great and if they got them together I'd be super down for it so my fifth and final one is Cara Danvers, a.k.a. Supergirl, and Lena Luthor uh, from the TV show Supergirl, and their ship name is Supercorp. Cute. Now, this is a huge fandom in general. Like, 
is this is like a a fandom that is extremely vocal. Oh, this it, one? Yeah. Yeah, extremely vocal. Like obviously I shoot I I ship Super Cap first before this, but this is an a a repl- not a replacement, but like I'm like if this happened, I'd be super cool with it. Yeah. Um Honestly, Melissa Benoist and Kenny McGrath have a lot of really good chemistry. They play off each other well. I feel like they don't use them enough together. Like, they're supposed to be, like, best friends within the show. And I feel like they never have scenes together. (laughs) Or, like, if they do, they're very short. And I'm kind of like, you need to put them together more. Like, that would be... Like, I'm constantly always wanting them together. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's just friendship... That's fine, but like I shoot, I'd be down for other, you know, for more. But this, this, uh, like ship following, also has a lot of drama. Very similar to Destiel. Uh, this and Caramel, which is Kara and Monel, ship people, fight so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> put like like you said, tag really hateful things at each other. Um, They even, unfortunately, bring it into the actors where, where they like ask, ask the actors like terrible questions on Twitter or whatever. And like make it really, really uncomfortable for the actors, which unfortunately caused some drama this year with Comic-Con where they were kind of making fun of this ship. Um, The actors were? Yes. Oh my god. Like, yeah. they were kind of making fun of the people who ship this. But, I mean, I know their intentions wasn't to be like, oh, look at you stupid people making, you know, liking this ship. It was just, I think they'd been, like, harassed so much I about think, it. Um, Thankfully, within the Supernatural fandom, there isn't a lot of, like, toward the actor harassment. Um, the one that fits this to a T would be the controversy between Snow Queen, Snow Queen? No. Swan Queen. Sorry. Swan, Swan Queen, Queen yes. and Outlaw Queen. So in Once Upon a Time. Um, or Captain Swan. Yeah. So it's like it's like a three thing. I mean, people actually don't care that much about like people care very hard about Captain Swan. But there's not hate going towards them. It was all going towards like uh, the guy who played Robin Hood on Once Upon a Time, and it made no sense. <laughs> the poor man. The poor man is just an actor, and they blame yeah. him for the re- like they blame him completely for why um, Emma Swan and Regina are not a couple. And it got to the point where the writers, the writers and show creators were like, this isn't going to happen. We need you guys to stop harassing the actors. And the the writers actually, like, like cut their Twitter off. Like, wow. they were receiving so much hate from, like, from shippers that they were like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not dealing yeah. with all of the stuff that you guys are saying. And like I mentioned before, where like the show's um, ratings suffered was because of this. It was this show. Yeah. Like I, I understand when people want like representation and it is kind of a bummer when, oh, that'll never happen. So stop. Yeah. Like, 
like, it, it is annoying because, like, the reason why it's never going to happen is because networks a lot of times don't like same-sex couples. They don't think it's going to fit in with what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. However, no one should be attacking an actor for the writing or even the writers. Like, it's- you can say your opinion, you can be cordial, but, like... You're not going to get what you want by attacking. <laughs> yeah. And like the show's ratings, uh, they did an episode that was all about Robin Hood, like talking about like how he met Regina and like how he had met her beforehand and how he was uh, that the prophecy that was read about Regina, that they were destined to be together based on the show. And they boycotted that episode talking about Robin Hood, that their ratings slipped dangerously low and people were like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? This show is going to get canceled if their ratings start to slip. And yeah. And people got really upset about it. Um, the oh God, the poor guy who played Robin Hood. Oh, my God. It got to the point where, like, um, Lana Parala, who plays uh, who plays Regina, she had to come out and say, like, you know, I really appreciate the, like, I can see what you guys are saying that, you know, my character and Emma's character have a lot, like, we have a lot of chemistry together. She's like, just unfortunately, that's just not the direction the show is going. Mm-hmm. And like saying like, I, like you guys can keep like, you know, wanting us to be together, but like you're causing a lot of problems. Yeah. Like people take it too far, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing they, wrong with shipping at all. It's just that, like, oh no. that is just, is too far. Yeah, that that is the the controversy with within, you know, non-canon ships is, like, you know, sometimes people aren't going to respond very well to it. But yeah. you kind of have to, like, you have to have respect for your show and you have to have respect for the people that make it and... For you know the actors that are playing the characters that you like, I mean, unless they're like outright being jerks and like, you know, maybe even being homophobic, like then you can get angry. But like other than that, yeah. we should really just like just you know be kind, just like your ship and don't hurt anyone, <laughs> please. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like that's why I hate like f- like fandom wars. I'm like just just let them like it. Like like I cannot stand caramel the ship but i'm the never ever ever gonna go fight someone about it <laughs> like like never like you yeah. you and tiffany both liked caramel and i was all like oh no oh no but i'm never gonna get mad at you guys for that <laughs> we just liked we just we just no like you actors. don't have to justify you don't yeah. have to justify your sh- you know your choice at all at all like that is your that is how you look at the show. And like that's like what's fun about non-canon ships sometimes is that that's how you look at the show. Like you see the chemistry, you have fun with the characters, and that's what fan fiction's for. Exactly. That's what fan fiction's <laughs> all about. I mean, like everything that you could possibly want to happen between your characters is all written there somewhere. And exactly. if it hasn't, then just write it yourself. Exactly. Somebody will love it. Yes. There's, oh my gosh, there's fan fiction for pretty much any possible thing. Even stuff that's like, oh, that that really shouldn't exist. I found found a few of those while I was, like, Googling shipping. 
Yeah. There was there was a little that was like, mm, mm. May, may, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that is really, really good about non-canon ships, though, is that, well, good, but then also kind of sad, is that, you know, you look at both of our lists and, a mm-hmm. well, 100% of mine, but a majority of yours, is it a majority or? No, it's yeah, all majority. but one. All but one are same-sex couples. And yeah. a lot of that is because there isn't a lot of uh, LGBT representation in TV shows, or at the very least, definitely not with main characters. Yeah. And a lot of times that's the only way people can kind of feel like they have that representation. Like, for example, back in the day with Xena. Like oh, yeah. Xena and Gab- is it Gabrielle or Gabriella? I think it's Gabrielle. I'm not really sure, but I know um, who you're talking about. Yeah, they they were shipped hardcore, and they the writers pretty much wrote them as a couple. But obviously, back then they most likely weren't allowed to put them together. Yeah, and you know the the writers did what they could, but like that was technically a non-canon ship. Yeah, that, you know it really should have been a real ship, but it wasn't because of networks and things but i mean we're working on that representation i think it's getting you know we're seeing more and more leads and main characters who are lgbt and that's really good it's getting better so um it's just not where it's not where it needs to be no it definitely it can improve like that's why people are really bummed about like certain ones like like, definitely with Supercorp, a lot of people are like, oh, well, if it was a, you know, if Lena was a guy, these c- characters would be together instantly. Like, you know, things That's, like that. People were super bummed about um, about Yara and Daenerys, like, how they're not together. Yeah, because honestly, like, they probably would be. Yeah. But that's yeah. not, like, her with Jon Snow is, like, how they're going, and you're just sort of like, uh, they could be related. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it is Game of Thrones, so you're like, mm. Mm, I could probably, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that show doesn't seem to care. But nope. I mean, I think the one that a lot of people are super bummed about was Merlin and Arthur. Yeah, that was probably one like like Xena, where even the writers were probably all for it, but yet it just you wasn't going to happen. There were I was looking at gifts on Tumblr, and I was like, oh oh, look at the way they longingly stare into each other's eyes, like, all the time. And you're like, just just, just kiss. And you're, like, pushing them forward, like, just kiss. Just do it. But, like, that's just not... <laughs> just, just kiss. Like, just kiss. They were following the storyline, and Merlin and Arthur, like, I think a lot of it is that most people see Merlin as, like, the old guy with the beard. Yeah. And that Merlin was, like, the same age as Arthur in mm-hmm. this show. So it was like, ugh. My friend, there was a girl that I worked with at Disneyland. Um, there was this ruckus coming from inside the Matterhorn, like in the uh, in the the maintenance bay. Just somebody was just having a total meltdown, and mm-hmm. I like walk in there, and Michelle is just freaking out, like this girl that I worked with, and I'm like, what? Is wrong? She's like, they canceled my show. She was like the biggest like. <laughs> 
Merlin fan ever. And she's like, do you see this? And she's just like showing me her phone. She's like, they canceled it. And you know what they're going to do is they're going to kill a main character. And this show's never coming. And she was just like off the rails. like. I love it. And she's like, Merthyr will never happen now. It will never be a thing because they're going to kill somebody and it's going to be terrible and the show is going to end and I hate it. And she's just like bawling. And like, she's like, do you see my ring? I'm wearing a Merthyr ring. And she's just losing it. And I'm like, is anybody else seeing this? (laughs) She was so, so upset. It was so like just wow i was like girlfriend get that girl a tumbler block <laughs> something like that like for sure it was oh my just gosh. it was very funny like i i one of the big memories that i've got of like somebody just losing it over over the tv show is great that's amazing girl. but i understand because i didn't watch the show yet so i didn't get it but i get it i get it i'm here with you i'm here with you michelle <laughs> It is very frustrating having non-canon ships, that's for sure. Oh, God. Yeah, forever. Thank God for fan fiction. Thank God for people who write fan fiction. Yes. And thank God for the Potterotics podcast. Thank you. Yes. Thank God for just, thank you. Oh, and you. like fan art people. Oh, my God. Love what a it. blessing. I, just everyone who makes any type of fan art or anything, you are beautiful. What a blessing. We love you. Yes. Keep doing Angels. your thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at twithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And also don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek to geekcastcom And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading messaging app Slack, joining our Slack channel at geek2geekcast.slack.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.